You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from Real Life on the Palouse, reaching the world for Jesus, one person at a time. Well, hello, Real Life family. How are you guys doing? Hey, Daniel. Good to see you guys. So excited. Welcome to our online folks. Good to see you guys as well. You know, it's a, kind of a cool statistic. I go through like these emotional waves of like, how's our church doing? And oh man, there's not, you know, as many people that come on a Sunday and is it summertime and is it mask and is it all those things? Do you know that as soon as we went to live services, our online attendance stayed the same? We have, we usually have about close to 150 to 200 people every week that are attending online. And so just think about the audience that's, that's there and, and doing that. And so I want to thank our production team, our folks with the cameras, all those things. They do a great job of providing that. Uh, yeah, give them a round of applause. They do a great job of making our online, uh, online services uh, awesome and feeling engaged as possible. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. So, um, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to Greg this morning. He was doing our kind of our huddle cheerleading session that we do at 820. If you're a volunteer, you're in this circle. And, and uh, speaking of like, what does it feel like? What does it look like to be a community? He was describing um, his exit from, a, from his church that he was a worship pastor at and seeking to find where God would want him. And he and his wife found this awesome church called Sandals about an hour away from where they used to live. And they got there and they loved it. And it was giant and the sermons were amazing and the worship was off the charts. And they were like, yes, this is awesome. And they started bringing their new friends to this church and they were driving an hour every Sunday to go to church. And um, he was talking about the story and he was like, and as he was starting to move through this story, he was thinking about, you know, about week number five, there was an emptiness. There was an emptiness, and it wasn't because the sermons weren't great. It wasn't because the worship wasn't amazing. It wasn't because the facility wasn't awesome. There was an emptiness because he was missing community, and he was finding it difficult to have community an hour away from him and to be part and to volunteer and to get involved. And I think the thing that I, I feel missing uh, a lot of times because of the COVID world and the things that are going on is that sense of community. And we have to fight for community. We have to dive into that. And so um, I have had a chance to reflect a little bit. I was blessed to be able to go on a vacation. And then last week, uh, I was hanging out with this guy for a day and a half. You might remember him. My brother, Aaron Couch. Yeah. So I got to spend about a day and a half with Aaron uh, in Coeur d'Alene, and we were uh, talking about things and going over uh, potential sermons for the future and things that he's working on. And he says hi to all of his real-life family. He loves you and uh, misses you guys and uh, prays for our church. Uh, their church is doing fantastic as well. Uh, he's doing great. Uh, he, he feels great. He looks great. He's, uh, he's just uh, renewing himself in a mighty, mighty way. And so uh, that was pretty cool. And then I got to go on vacation. Well, before that, this was after my vacation. Go ahead. And so this was on our vacation. This is my beautiful wife. And she was so excited to have these crab that we got. And her family was so excited for this crab. So obviously, we're not carrying the Jewish gene in our world. Um, but uh, had this, this crab. And it's just so much fun. I could like, eh, like steak or crab, I'll take a steak. Ribs or crab, I'll take ribs. Basically, meat over something that I have to fight to get the meat out of, I'll take that. Um, 
And so, but it was so much fun watching the family be so excited for this treasure that we had found. This amazing crab meat that was, that was steamed. And they would, like, she would like pull out a piece and like trying to fish me in. She's like, here, try this one. And I was like, that was pretty good. And that was not the correct reaction. And you need to be like, oh my gosh. And so uh, that was fun. And we also had this time where we hiked up to this peak. And that's the beach that we got to, uh, to visit uh, often. And so we got to see God's amazing creation on the Oregon coast. And gives me a chance to just kind of get refreshed and get some perspective. And so as we dive into our uh, message this week, we're talking about this, uh, the, it's the pearl of great price, or it's the, the, the parable of the hidden treasure. Um, there is this treasure uh, that has been just found in June 6th of 2020, according to Wikipedia, the Finn treasure. And there is this guy who was a art collector out of New Mexico, and uh, he uh, had this treasure that he hid, and he, uh, as a real treasure, uh, had, you know, million dollars plus worth of stuff in this treasure box that he hid. And he wrote a, a poem and would offer clues. And people searched for this treasure for 10 years. Like, spent hundreds, you know, probably spent 10 times as much searching for this treasure than it was actually worth. And in 2020, on June 6th, uh, uh, somebody from the eastern United States uh, found this treasure in the Sierra Nevadas based on the clues. Um, five people died while searching for this treasure. It was under a canopy of stars and lush forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains and had not moved from the spot where he had hid it 10 years ago. And so when you think about the kingdom of heaven and you think about seeking things out and finding the treasures in your life, is it dominated by searching for a financial treasure? Is it dominated by searching for a fleshly relationship treasure? Or is it dominated by trying to figure out what the treasure that God has for you here upon this earth and how we're interacting with that treasure, which would be his word, which would be his people, which would be his bride, his church. So the parable of the hidden treasure uh, and the pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Remember who Jesus is talking to. If you go back and look at all the parables before this, you're going to see it started with uh, where he went out into uh, talking about the parable of the sower. And so he, large crowds gathered, so he got in that boat. And then uh, he talked about the parables of the weeds. And they talked about the parable of the mustard seeds. And the, then the disciples were like, hold on, we don't remember. <laughs> we're, we're stuck back on the weeds. Help us explain the parable of the weeds. And then uh, he continues on and he, and he answers that. And then he's talking with his disciples and he, and he breaks out this parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl. And there's one more parable after that. This parable is only found in the book of Matthew. This parable is only found in the book of Matthew. And so when you think about this 
treasure and antiquity. You know, these are real people in real places in real times. And this is like truthfully how they uh, hid their stuff. You even think about like where they, they buried their treasure underneath their houses. And so where would this take these real people at this real place at this real time to? What does it look like to seek the kingdom of heaven so much that, that you would sell everything that you've had to obtain it? That you would give up your old life, your old habits, the old you, you would, you would sell that away to experience the kingdom of heaven. Verse 45 says, again, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. There's lots of different ways, different sermons, different things that I've researched on this. And like this fine pearl, this fine pearl, this could be Jesus. Found your savior, right? The savior is the one who gave up everything so that we could experience and enter and be connected into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, one of the sources I cited there for you uh, talks about uh, the, the pearl is a Hebrew idiom for proverb. And so maybe as he's telling this story and he's talking about merchants finding a pearl, that would take them somewhere into, a, a, into their mind about a proverb. And maybe it would take them to proverb chapter two. My son, if you accept my words and you store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. And if you look for it, if you look for it as for silver and search for it like a hidden treasure. When I titled this uh, sermon that like, the kingdom of heaven will not attack you. It's there. And there's a, a, a calling to be part of the kingdom of heaven, but you have, to, you have to want it. You have to choose how you're going to live your life. You have to choose whether or not you're going to follow your desires and the things that are about you and that elevate you and all of those things, or you're going to seek to find what God is desiring for you in your life. Verse 5, it says, Then you will... Understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. What? Let me rewind here. What? And if you look for it as silver and search for it as a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. Is that not what we're seeking? Are we looking for the knowledge of man? Are we looking for the knowledge of mask theology? Are we looking for the knowledge of, of, of the COVID, the perfect COVID cure? Yeah, there's people doing those things, but like, where is God in all this? I've, as I was on vacation, I started thinking more about this and I was like, what a great distraction. And not that you were distracted, but that maybe I was distracted. I'm so focused on, on, on all of the details that we have to deal with. I was like, I was like, man, Josh, when is the last time we had a baptism? Josh, when's the last time that, 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 that we were, that we were actively not like, like, what are you doing, Josh? 
Are you distracted? Is your eye off of the ball? And has the great COVID and all of these things taken our eyes off the ball, which is the kingdom of heaven? Now, how are we interacting in the kingdom of heaven? How am I interacting in the kingdom of heaven? Am I operating out of fear? If I say this, then, then this half of the room is going to be mad at me. And if I say this, then this half of the room is going to be mad at me. And then if I, you know what I'm supposed to say? I'm supposed to say what God wants me to say. We're supposed to preach the truth, the power. Thank you. We're supposed to uh, preach the truth and the power of the kingdom of heaven. We're supposed to preach the truth and the power of the gospel. And not get lost in the information, but let it have transformation. Are you here at church? Are you sitting on your couch at home uh, out of obligation? You feel obligated. I've got to go to church. Or did you come this morning with anticipation? Did you come excited, believing that God could say something and do something? Like, it happened to me before we even started. What Greg said at 820, that's all I need. I'm done. I'm out. The church isn't about a great sermon. It's not about great, a great building. It's not about uh, a, a great, uh, great music. It's about community and chasing the kingdom of God together. And so... I just challenge us, you know, to not get too high with the highs and not to get too low with the lows and be persistent. Trust in the Lord. Verse 6 is, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blameless, for he guards the course uh, of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. We've had a lot of inventorying we've got to do of ourselves during the COVID. That's the best blessing of it. I'm so glad professional sports aren't happening. I'm so glad I'm not focused on what my college team is doing or not doing. Focus on other things. Focus on what it looks like to be a better godly father. Focus what it looks like to be a better godly mom. Focus what it looks like to be a better godly child. The distractions, the noise was replaced. We had different noise. Guard your hearts. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair and every good path. Is that not important right now? Is that not a topic of trying to understand? And where should we get that? Should we get that from our local news network? Should we get that from our Facebook feed of what is right and just and true? Or should we be, be buried in this? Buried in seeking his kingdom. It's not an old book of just some, some, some old wisdom or old words. This is real and active and cutting edge for today and now. For wisdom will enter your heart. Who wants wisdom to enter their hearts? I need a lot of it. And knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. So I come back with different perspective on where we are and what we're doing and where we're going, and I get this letter that I want to share with you guys. To the staff and congregation at Real Life on the Palouse, it is with my deepest gratitude that I write this letter. On January 5th, 2020, you generously, you, 
and me, all of us, we generously provided. She says, you generously provided me with the funding to attend Good Sam Rehab Program through the Altar Church in Coeur d'Alene. This program saved my life and changed my future entirely. You see, it's a miracle that I'm able to even write this letter. Five months ago, I couldn't even write legibly. I couldn't sign my own name. Past few years have been some of the roughest years of my life. In 2018, I went through a divorce. 2019, I had a baby and decided to place him in a loving Christian home. So I was just a teenager. I had uh, been on many different medications for mental illness. In the last couple years of my rough times, which I'll admit were all due to my own poor choices, I fell into an extremely deep depression. I thought I would be in darkness forever. Finally, after hitting rock bottom, I called my counselor. And at that time, she was able to get me a bed and a date in the program. You know why she was able to get her a bed and a date in the program? Because you folks have the heart for the kingdom. You provided resources for people like her to go and have a swing to tie that last knot on to hang on. Little by little, I began to function again. I got off almost all of my meds, and I relearned who God is and what Christ did for us. And I once again found out who I am, my identity in Christ. And I am 100% committed to holding on to this identity. I'm enjoying time with my son. I'm 100% drug-free, and my mind is sound. Five months ago, I... Would never would have seen any of this possible. But here I am with a new chance at life and a changed heart. Thank you for sponsoring this opportunity for me. Thank you for being my home church and supporting me when I needed it the most. That. That, that is the king. That's, that's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. The kingdom of heaven looks like somebody that, that needs a lifeline, and we're not too busy looking at our own 401ks, looking at our own finances, looking at our own church building, looking at whatever all those things are. We see other people. That's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. You are noticed, you are seen, you matter, and you count. I'm pretty excited about that. That sounds better than any pearl. Right? That sounds better than any pearl. That sounds better than any treasure. That's being the church. And that's what I'm excited about for the future of our church is for us to continue to take our eyes off of ourselves and keep our eyes on the prize. And what is God seeking for you? What is the kingdom of heaven worth in your life? I'm going to take this time to go to communion. If you want to start opening your communion cups, we'll reflect on some of these questions as we think about the kingdom of heaven.
Thanks for making that possible. Thanks for being generous. Thanks for not forsaking your tithe during a time where you may not be sure what your future looks like, but you're pretty sure about who the Lord is. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to send folks and to connect with folks like that. Thanks for being kingdom-minded in real life. So what is the kingdom of heaven worth in your life? Would you go sell everything that you own to be a part of this kingdom? Would you change the, the habits and the things that you do to be part of a kingdom that's changing lives? What pearl is God creating inside of you? You know, pearl gets created with time and pressure and it gets molded, and it's one of those stones that comes out, uh, the most beautiful ones that, that really they don't need a bunch of polishing and stuff because they went through the grinder already. And anytime I ever come out kind of looking like a pearl, it's because of my Father in heaven. It's because of his grace, because of his mercy. But there's, there's, there's a pearl being created inside of me, inside of my heart, inside of our church. And it's coming through this time of pressure, of COVID, of what do we do, of mask, of no mask, of how are we treating people with masks. Don't treat people poorly that choose to wear a mask and don't treat people poorly that choose not to wear a mask. Treat them like God would treat them, like, like they matter. Somebody that's wearing a mask isn't a scared and afraid and believing a lie and somebody that isn't wearing a mask is not trying to kill you. Right? Don't let our liberties and those things get in the way of our pursuit of the kingdom of heaven. I would wear a clown suit if it meant that we could all be part of the kingdom of heaven together every day. Right? I, I, whatever it takes, I'll do it. I don't like wearing masks. I don't like it. But I love how, we view, how we're viewed by the community more. I love the fact that if, it, if people think that I'm loving my neighbor, like, I'll do that. But like, I had a hard time singing. I slid my mask down when I was singing. Sorry. But I stepped forward. I was away from you, Lily. And I sounded good, huh? Okay, that's what I thought. What is the thing that you are searching for most right now that has kingdom implications? What is the thing in your life right now that you're searching for and you have to dig and you have to look. You have to take inventory. You missed something on Thursday night if you didn't come to CR on Thursday night. We have Thursday night, uh, it's at 6.30 here and there were four people that gave their testimony. They spent 25 weeks in a step study and they got to share what happened in their life over those 25 weeks and how their life has been changed by the kingdom of heaven. Their life has been changed by the kingdom workers in the kingdom of heaven. How they leaned on each other, how they loved on each other, how they called each other, how they picked each other up. It was a powerful time. So what is that thing that you're searching for right now? Or are you not searching for anything? And that would be a great clue. Like, oh, I should be searching for something that has kingdom implications in my life. So Jesus gave it up for us. He gave it up. He gave it all up for us. Let's remember him. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance 
of me. Let's remember how he brought the kingdom of heaven. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, the cup is, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it and remember me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's proclaim his death. Lord, I thank you for this time uh, with our family here. I thank you for what you're doing in the kingdom. I thanks for, uh, thank you for letting all of us be a part of it. It is a privilege and an honor to be in a place where we can freely worship you. It's a privilege and an honor, Lord, for us to not take that for granted and to like be the kingdom of heaven to those around us, to see people well, to love people well during this time. Lord, I know folks are scared. I know when I'm scared, I can go to coping mechanisms that aren't healthy or I can turn into you. And Lord, help us press into you. Create in us, Lord, that, that, that pearl of wisdom, that pearl, that, 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 that word that's going to come out, that's going to be uplifting, that's going to point people towards you and towards the direction of kingdom of heaven and not towards our selfishness, not towards our own stuff and our own agendas and our own desires. Let us point things towards you, Father God. Help us to do that in a mighty, mighty way as we walk this out this next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Real Life. You can find out more about us by visiting liferotp.com and connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a great week.